All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the uh, Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording tonight from Studio B. I'm joined again by my friend and broadcast partner, Travis, uh, our favorite LeBron fan. How are you, Travis? I'm doing well. I'm excited about this game. This is our eighth total episode, but the fifth installment, actually, of Meat Bet, which is uh, a game-by-game episode series uh, you and I are doing together uh, to chronicle a bet that we made. We posted our very first episode on June the 2nd, that was less than two weeks ago. I don't know if it seems like that was a long time ago or a short time ago. but Yeah, it feels like we've been doing this a while, maybe just because it's been so often. but It does, but but we've only done five, five episodes, um, eight total over, over a period of two weeks since we launched the podcast originally. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Travis, would you like to guess how many total downloads we have so far? Because I think the first time I quizzed you on this, we had 77. And then within a day or two, we were up to almost 100. Mm-hmm. And we then we hit 100. Yeah. And the last time, do you remember what the number was that I told you? I don't. I think it was like 115 or well, somewhere in, around in, there. In any case, how many do you think we have so far? Through seven posted episodes. Seven fully posted episodes. We had 77 to 115. I'm going to go with 133. That's really close. We have 128 downloads. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> nice. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what that number means. I just know that that 128 times some number of people have downloaded episodes. But I also know that you don't have to download the episodes to listen to them. So I, I don't know how you take, go from take that number and then try to guess how many listeners you have. I don't think, yeah, you, I don't yeah. think you can. But, but I, think, um, I think what's important is that it means, it means we have an audience. And that audience is coming back, and it's steadily growing. Yes, it has to mean at least those things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's good. And, and so, man, we're we're really grateful. Uh, you know, we, we just want to thank everybody for listening. We hope you're enjoying it. We hope you keep listening. Yeah, and we and we hope it's as fun for y'all as it, as it is for us because this is this is fun for me. Oh yeah, I mean we're having a blast, yeah. right? I yeah. mean we've been friends a long time. We've never gotten to do anything quite like this, and it's just been really it's been really fun for us to do together. So. There's no question it's a lot more fun when you have listeners. Yes. And, but, and I will say that when the finals are over, you know, the listeners will start hearing episodes with a, a much wider range of topics. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. You know, we'll, we'll get into the U.S. Open that's this week. We'll get into politics and the election. I'm gonna, I think I might do an episode about my generation and uh, the relationship to, to technology, which I think we were in a kind of a unique place. We're, I'm going to introduce you to a whole uh, range of, of people that I'm going to kind of parade through. They're going to talk on different things. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do is introduce you to my friend Tommy and his uncle, who is a uh, Laotian Elvis impersonator. Wow. <laughs> that's, that? that's awesome. How many podcasts anywhere in the world of podcasting has a guest who's a Laotian Elvis impersonator? No more than one. This might be the only one. Yeah, it may, might. Maybe one. It might. So, so that's coming. Plus, plus I, I've got, I've got an idea of how that I think I might have shared with you at one point. But I have an idea how, how to uh, fix college football. We might do an episode on that. So it's, it's just going to start rolling. We're going to do a whole range of stuff. So cool. it's just, it's just kind of ironic that we started the podcast just about the NBA finals because we had to, we had to start. I mean, it, it was coming up, and I couldn't get anything else going before that. So we literally launched the podcast over this, over the NBA finals which is why we called it the special edition episodes, which I didn't say in tonight's introduction, but they are kind of special edition episodes because they're just about this one event. And after that, we're going to get into our normal rhythm over a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah, cool. So yeah, so 
So here, here's something else. So I've got I've got an additional piece of very exciting news, actually. Okay. And I haven't even told you yet. Okay. And so listeners will probably notice that my podcast, this podcast, doesn't have any music whatsoever. And if you listen to other podcasts, a lot of them have music. They have introductory introductory theme music. They've got music in between segments. They've got exit music. They've got music beds under some of their conversations. Like music is a is a big part of of a podcast. Sure. Right. Well, it's not easy to come up with music. You either have to create your own original music, like you have to play it, or you have to go out and find music that you like, and you have to get license agreements that to give you permission. You to know, play so it on your podcast. Yes. Wow. So on a radio station, I think there's some sort of agreement within the industry that you can use any anybody's music any, any way you want. There's a, there's a free arranged agreement just in the music industry with, sure. radio, with radio. Sure. And it's been around forever. Podcasting doesn't share that same benefit. And so... If you have a band that you like or songs that you like, you've got to go out and and seek permission individually from those bands. Hmm. So you've got to track down the right contact, whether it be an attorney or you know a manager or some some sort of whoever it is the right person to talk to. Right. So I began doing that today. So so a couple. I, I'm actually pursuing both routes. I'm seeking a couple of options to create original music. I'm meeting with a friend of mine later this week at his home studio, and he's going to we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to describe what I'm looking for, and he's going to create stuff right while I'm there. I've got a second friend that sent me some stuff, you know, just some of his own original stuff that he said, here, you could just use it. And then I've, I've reached out to three bands. I reached out to a band called Electric Guest out of California that's okay. got a particular song that I think is perfect for the podcast that I really like. Mm-hmm. I reached out to a local band called Polyphonic Spree. Have you heard of the Polyphonic Spree? I have not. Polyphonic Spree is a band that started in 2000 by a guy named Tim DeLauder, a local Dallas guy who's been around the music business forever. Previously, he had a band called Tripping Daisy that was you know, pretty popular. Interesting. Have you heard of Tripping Daisy? I have not, but it sounds like a bad psychedelic trip. So, so Polyphonic Spree has been a really, really popular band. They've done really great. They've, they've done worldwide performances uh, wow. in the last 16 years. So I, so I sent an email to their to the only contact email address on their website, which was kind of a management contact. Less than an hour later, Tim DeLauder, the creator of the group, emailed me back and gave me full permission to use any of the songs that I wanted any way that I wanted to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I also said, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Can I can I also use Tripping Daisy stuff? Because I remember that from 20 or 25 years ago. Yeah, I, love, yeah. I love their stuff. He just emailed back, go for it. So he gave me full permission and full access to use any Polyphonic Spree or Tripping Daisy stuff that I wanted to on my podcast. Wow. How about that? That is cool. So you have to be a certain age, like you're a little bit too young or you have to yeah. be from Dallas or whatever to really appreciate that or know who those guys are. But if you're from Dallas and you're around my age, you know exactly who that is. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of yeah. a big deal. Wow. So I, you know, I started the process with Electric Guest. I, I, I got sent out to someone else. So I've got to get their permission before I can come back to the original person I talked to. So that's kind of in process. I'm not super optimistic. I also reached out to another one of my favorite bands that I've been listening to for 20 years uh, called Cake. Have you heard of Cake? I have not heard of Cake either. Cake is fantastic. Another band that if you're a certain age, you, know you, to- exactly. you totally know Cake. They've yeah, got yeah. five or six episodes, five or six albums. They've been around uh, probably since the early early 90s. Hmm. Uh, man, they're great. And so they're out of Sacramento. Uh, I tracked down their um, kind of their, their agent or the guy that handles their licensing uh, out in New York, and um, I'm waiting to hear back from them. So we'll see what happens. Wow, that's exciting. That's yeah. Good so news. so um. You know, I'm really just doing this to try to improve the, the quality and production value of the podcast, and, and we'll see what happens. Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I like it. Yep. And so we're certainly making making progress there. 
And uh, let me see if there's anything else that I want to cover before we got started. Man, I don't think so. I think that was it. Uh, but I think that's really exciting news for the future of, of Gravity Beer. Like, it's grown really fast, and it's going to become really legit almost overnight, and I'm excited. So without further ado, you know, let's let's turn our attention to uh, the NBA Finals. Hey, and before we jump on, thanks for, oh, yeah. thanks for including and inviting me into the beginning of Gravity Beer. It's, Absolutely. It's cool to, to be a part of something fun and yeah. to be a part of something new. and From the ground uh, up. Yeah. From the so, ground up. Yeah. Well, it was just a unique opportunity. You know, we've, we've got this longtime bet that goes back to last year. You're absolutely Gravity Beer's favorite LeBron fan. <laughs> the only Gravity Beer LeBron fan, it sounds like. That's not true. The two guys at the office, okay, you know, okay. The, you know Scott and Patrick that I've done yeah. three episodes with, they're actually rooting for LeBron. So, okay, good. Uh, I, it, so far, I'm the only one, actually, that's not rooting for LeBron in terms of who's participating in the, in the podcast. But but absolutely, uh, it was it, it was just a really fun idea, and I'm glad we're getting to do it together. Cool. Uh, so tonight's matchup in Game 5. Uh, Game five between the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors. Uh, LeBron James and the Cavs went into the last game, game four, having beaten the Warriors in game three in a 30-point blowout. Unbelievable. Yes, that was awesome. So going through three games, all three games were blowouts, either by one team or the other. The mm-hmm. first two games in Golden State, 15-33. and 33. Then they played the first game in Cleveland. They unexplainably blown out by, by 30 you know, LeBron almost got a triple-double. Kyrie scored 32 points. J.R. Smith was hot. Uh, they shut down the Splash Brothers. They out-rebounded them by a gigantic margin. Uh, so going into Game 4, you know, they had the Warriors exactly where they wanted them. You know, they, they stole the momentum. Uh, if they win Game 4, the series is even. You know, it's a it's a best-of-three uh, series going going back to Golden State. I mean, and they're, they're in a perfect, perfect spot. I would even say going into the second half of Game 4, they had them right where they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Know, not, so, not just the beginning. So then what happened? <laughs> Is that where we're going next? That's where we're going next. Because, <laughs> because like we do in every game, part of this whole project is is to kind of ride the momentum, ride your level of optimism from the beginning of the game to the end of the game as we record a pregame segment, a halftime segment, and then a postgame segment. And kind of the fun of it is that we're just kind of coming along with you specifically on how you feel about the game. Yeah. So what what happened? Tell us tell us what happened in game four. So I, I think we actually, I know I was sad at the end of game four, but I think we, we recapped fairly well Steph Curry was Steph Curry in the second half. Well, before you get into that, you were more than a little sad. Like I was, you were, I was you super were sad. unbelievably down. I, I agree with that. I mean, the fact that Cleveland lost... After the after game three and after this the first half of game four was deflating for every LeBron James fan, every Cavs fan, and even even the players in the locker room. If you read some of the you know reporters and the media and just their observations of the locker room after game four was just no air, no life, no nothing. Wow. Steph Curry was Steph Curry. Finally, by the way, that's an important point. Finally. Had not shown up. The second half, and I, I was convinced that Steph Curry was going to choke all the way up to maybe game six or seven. Uh, there was no evidence of him. I mean, he he was in a slump. I mean, literally either injured and keeping it quiet or in a slump. Through the first half of last game. Yes. And he showed up. I believe you saw Steve Kerr show up, make adjustments, coach the Golden State Warriors the second half. I don't know exactly what adjustments he made, but something because 
Their offense had Cleveland's defense confused. Shumper was running around like a wild man with his head cut off. Yeah, we, we rewatched one part where he was literally running in circles, had no idea what to do. Yeah, I mean, guys were getting lost. Clay Thompson was hitting the three. Steph Curry was hitting three. Uh, emotions were running high, and Golden State just outplayed and out-executed LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. A couple other things. In the second half. A couple other things we saw... A little dust up between Draymond Green and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Somehow they both end up on the well. Green ended up on the ground. I don't think LeBron did. No. Nope. LeBron ends up stepping step, over, stepping over him, yeah. which which apparently is I've never seen that before. At least not exactly the way it went down. You know, Draymond Green responds the way we've seen him in the past, where he takes a shot at LeBron's groin, and what happened? So so here's. Draymond Green suspended, but he, here's what I would which, say. Which, by the way, both of us, I think, everybody that talked about the series before it started pointed out that he's really, really close to suspension yeah. and expected him to get suspended at yes. some point in the series, including yes. you. Yes, nobody's surprised that Draymond's suspended. I'm, I am surprised that he was suspended over that. I believe Draymond Green responded like any other human being would have responded in that in that moment. He was disrespected. He was flat out and i'm the biggest king james fan i'm the biggest lebron fan but he was clearly disrespected now lebron said that he did it because he was trying to scramble and get back into play it seemed evident to me he didn't have to step over he did that on purpose yes i don't know that he was fishing for a technical i don't know what he was i believe it was just a flat out disrespect of draymond green straight up I don't, no question about it. I, I don't know that there was so much thought of, oh, he has this many fouls and this and that. No, 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 no. Not, not, that, not, lo- not that level of thought, but yeah. it was on purpose. It was clearly anybody that's played a lick of competitive sports looks at that and says, that's, that's LeBron James disrespecting Draymond Green. So Green's out. Green's out. Huge loss or... They can make an adjustments or fill in. Like, what are they going to do about that? Here, here's my my personal opinion: is I believe Draymond Green's potentially the third best player. He did go off in Game One with 28 points, his best production in the postseason in his career. Yes, was it Game Three that he hit five threes, or was that Game One? Yeah, he didn't score nearly that much in the subsequent games. I think that okay. was game one. So one game, he hits five three-point mm-hmm. shots. He scored 28 total. Maybe it will never happen, happen again. Yeah, his highest production up at that point, I believe, was 19 points. Yeah. And then following, it was, what, six points and eight points? Maybe nine or something. Yeah. I believe the biggest, the Golden, Golden State will miss his energy, his his voice, his leadership, all that kind of stuff, but they will not miss his basketball play on the court. I believe it will be very minimal, and if other people step up, like the Splash Brothers, then it'll be non-existent. And I've got a name in mind as to who's going to fill some of those minutes in that role. Who do you think it's going to be? I actually haven't thought about that. Uh, my guess is Igudala. That's who I was thinking. You know, that that would be my first guess, just because. Draymond and LeBron kind of went back and forth a little bit last game. Iguodala is a great matchup. He's pointed out before with LeBron. Oh, he's a, he's a shutdown defender when he's on. When yeah. he shows up, he is his hands, his quickness, even his ability to hit from behind the arc. And and going home and with a chance to close out the series and win a, a back-to-back championship, if Iguodala if Iguodala is sold, sold, you're starting. 
maybe doesn't start, but he plays a majority of the minutes. That dude's going to come to play tonight. Yes. Yeah. He'll he'll be the... Well, he, he, besides that, if Clay Thompson and Steph Curry don't show up, even at home, Golden State's not winning this game. I believe together those, those two have to score 45, 50-plus for them to win this game. All right, but, but in game one, they did almost nothing. Yeah. The best that... scored 45. Yes. And when when Cleveland had their first game in Cleveland, we saw the rest of their role players come alive. So how do you make that prediction with them being at home and ready to close out a series? How do you not have the entire roster top to bottom, no matter what your role is, just going off on these guys? I just – I'll give them game one, but I, I don't know that I've, if that had ever happened all season. The, the, the bench shows up and, and does what they did game one. That was – Harrison Barnes, Barbosa, everybody. Everybody just showed up and couldn't miss. Okay, but but maybe they were able to do that, one, because they were at home, and two, because they were excited to, to get the series started and, and get another piece of the Cavs. Yeah, they just came back 3-1 and so in a, rematch. Under different circumstances, you know, with a closeout opportunity to win the championship, don't they kind of have the same level of motivation and excitement? I don't, I don't know. I didn't... Not 45. I mean, that's really rare and yeah. unheard of, yeah. but, but a big game by everybody. I mean, Big game by everybody. Well, look, look what, look how they responded after going up two one. They weren't near as hungry. They weren't near as physical. They weren't. They weren't near. But as, they were up two one, and now they're up. They're up three one, but it's three one. But this time it's a it's a it's the first eliminate true elimination game of the series. Yes, to hoist the trophy. Yeah, I I still don't believe that's enough to get Golden State riled up like they were. Listen, so so here's my if if you're looking for my prediction for tonight. I believe we're going to see the start very similar that we did last game, even in Golden State. I believe Cav- I believe LeBron's pissed for getting made fun of for his feelings getting hurt by Klay Thompson. I don't know if you saw any of that in the media, but uh, you know Golden State's getting the king all riled up. You know, people pointing out uh, Kyrie's selfish play, all this stuff. I-, I believe the Cavs are going to show up as a team. I believe they're going to be more hungry than Golden State. Golden State. I, I think the Flash the Flash Brothers. I believe the Splash Brothers are actually going to be on. Uh, I think so too. Early on, man, so, they are at home, and they are going to be energized by the crowd. Yes, I believe the Cap the Cavaliers are actually a team. I believe they'll they'll come together. I believe they're going to make adjustments, and I believe they're a championship caliber team that can beat one of maybe the best team in the NBA and the hardest place, the most difficult place to play at home. Despite getting blown out twice, I understand that happened. Uh, but this is LeBron James, kind of his legacy on the line. I believe he. Oh, there's no question. You know, all, you know, all of the talk tomorrow if they lose is immediately going to be on legacy. LeBron James lost again. There's going to be a little bit of talk about the series, a little bit of talk about a team winning a back-to-back championship. That's twenty percent of the conversation. Eighty percent is going to be on LeBron and his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know that's true. It's absolutely on the line. The talk of the town tomorrow will be, hey, what it, what is game six going to look like? All right, I'll, <laughs> I like it. But we will we will see, again, a competitive back-and-forth, high-scoring game all the way through this time. I don't think the Cavs... That's the criticism. Can they play four quarters? Yes. Tonight they do. Okay, before I get to your final prediction, I have to, I have to point this out. Mm-hmm. The one stat that looms darkly over the entire situation is 0-32. You know what that number means? Yes. What is that number? 
0-32 is the record in the NBA Finals of teams that have gone down 3-1. to That's right. So they would have to be the first team in NBA history to overcome a 3-1 deficit in the series. Yes. So that doesn't mean they're not going to win tonight. They can still win tonight. Mm-hmm. But they're facing 0-32 to win the series. Mm-hmm. What's what's your level of optimism for this? Just for this, just briefly, just talk about it. Your optimism for the series. So on the, and, and why and why do you think they're going to be the first one? So here here's how I'd respond to that. On the side, when I'm not podcasting, I work with recovering drug addicts and alcoholics that are in halfway house, and and the deal is one day at a time. So I'm going to take that principle and say, hey, just one game, okay. just one game at a time. Cleveland shows up today, and even less than that. Hey, one half, one quarter. Stay with them one quarter. All right, I'm gonna take one more shot at your optimism. Okay. You also have LeBron's LeBron's record in the finals, mm-hmm. and, cl- and closing a series out and finishing the job. Yeah. Those are two really powerful statistics. Yes. You know, not on your side. Right. He's still the king. All right. All right. <laughs> he's he's got Kyrie who can score. If Jr. and Kevin Love pull their head out of their rectum, which they haven't done, in which Golden they State haven't yet. done, and if Tristan Thompson continues to be the rebounding machine, here, here's going to be the key tonight: no turnovers, no turnovers, no turnovers, especially for LeBron James. Okay, well, really, what you're what you're saying has to happen is something that hasn't happened yet in the series, because even Correct. though, because we've talked about this, and you you did not disagree, LeBron James has. I don't think he's actually scored a triple double in the series, but he's almost he's almost averaging a triple double. Correct. And it's been almost meaningless to the outcome of the game. Correct. And it's been meaningless to the to the point that we are in the series. Like a, a triple double hasn't prevented them from getting to an elimination point in the series. True. Okay. And most people are predicting that LeBron is going to have to seriously go off. Like he's going to have to score forty five points. You know, have a, the big. I don't think he scored more than. He have a thirty point. He had a thirty point. Yeah, game, he had like he, a thirty two point game, something like that. Okay, he's, they're saying he's gonna have to do much better, much much better. He's gonna have to go off, which means he's gonna have to play selfishly by by compared to the style he normally plays. We haven't seen him do that, and he's gonna have to play four quarters, which a lot of times we don't see him do. And he's gonna have to specifically cut back on his turnovers, which has been a problem for him the entire series. Mm-hmm. Are all those things gonna happen? No, I would agree with part of that. I believe he has to cut down on his turnovers. I believe he has to be a little more aggressive. By that, I mean instead of getting to the rim and dishing it, he's got to finish. But I believe J.R. Smith and Kevin Love have to do their part. I know Game 3, Game 4, I said LeBron's got to put the team on his back. If Kevin Love and, and J.R. don't show up, that's trouble for the Cavs. I believe I believe the Cavs are a team that got to play like a team to win. I don't think LeBron James can do enough on his own to carry the team, especially playing a team of the caliber of Golden State, who who in some ways can adjust and slow LeBron James down even to a triple double. All right. Well, I'll make my prediction. Okay. I don't I don't know what's going to happen because I because I think that the Cavaliers not the Cavaliers I think the Golden State is going to struggle with their focus in the first half. And if they have a lead at all, it's going to be, whatever, six, eight points at the half, kind of like the earlier games in the series. But then at some point in the second half, they're going to run away. They're, they're going to embarrass these guys. I think the Splash Brothers are 
are energized. I think they found their game. You know, I think they're going to play for Draymond Green. I think Iguodala is going to have a really strong game. You know, playing up against LeBron. I, I think the Golden State Warriors are going to do everything that we've seen them do all season, and I think they're going to embarrass them. You think they're going to close it out tonight? They're going to close it out tonight. I, I think on, on the low end, it's going to be twelve to fifteen points. It could be another twenty-five or thirty-point game. I think they might win one hundred and twenty to ninety-five. Something like that. I think wow. it, I think it's over. I think they're going to show up huge. Everyone's going to show up huge. Wow. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. You want the final word? LeBron James and the Cavaliers pulled this one out in Golden State despite a great performance by Klay Thompson and Steph Curry and win by five points. Score? I'm going... Let's say one fifteen to one ten. I mean, there ha- there hasn't been there hasn't been a five point game in the series yet. The narrowest margin is eleven. Right. Okay. But right. this is Cleveland showing up in Golden State. So give me your final score again. One fifteen, Cleveland Cavaliers to one ten to one ten. Big scoring game by both teams. Yes. Okay. Uh, as typical, we did a pregame segment. We will check back in at halftime. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting your level of optimism is moderate, but declining. The king reigns, baby. And then we'll do a post-game segment. And right. we'll either be talking about the series end, and you're going to be very sad, and you're going to owe me four steak dinners. True. Or we're going to be beating back here in a couple of days for game six. Now you're speaking my language, baby. All right. Let's see what happens. Let's do this. All right. Here we are, back to the halftime break of game Five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the most basic thing, but I always get confused about what game it is. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. It's game five, three to one, about to be three to two, about to be four one. Championship Golden State Warriors. Mm. All right, well he, here's here's what I would say, man. We got a game. I mean, we got a game in every possible respect. In fact, I think as just a basketball fan, if you're not a fan of either team, this is what you were hoping for with game one. Two, three, like this is what you wanted the series yeah. to be. Like you wanted yeah. to see LeBron be himself. You wanted to see the Splash Brothers go off. You wanted to see a bunch of scoring. You wanted to see great defense. And we've we've gotten it at moments at times, mm-hmm. but this is the first time we've gotten it from the opening tip off all the way through the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. it is game on. Yep. Clay Thompson has twenty six or twenty eight. Has twenty eight points. points. He's shooting seventy five percent from three point. I think like 67 overall. LeBron shooting 67% out of two, two or three shooting from three-point. He's doing everything. He's playing great defense. He's driving the lane. Like, he's doing everything. He's playing large. Yeah, the, o- the only interesting stat is he has zero assists. But they only have five assists as a team. Yeah, which is fine. On, 20, on 24 shots, they have five assists. Yeah. Now, we don't... We're watching the, the game in delay. We have to right. record it. Right. So we haven't looked at any stats except for what they flashed up on the screen, and we can't look at our phones because it might give something away because we haven't seen it yet. Correct. So we're working a little bit handicapped because mm-hmm. we don't have any stats mm-hmm. except from memory. Yeah. But just at, just observing the action, man, you're seeing you're seeing action on all fronts. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. You're seeing Jr. show up and not not just shoot wildly from behind the arc. He's driving the lane. He's making layups. He's playing defense, Kyrie's making shots. I think he's missed two shots in the entire game. Kyrie's been, you don't notice him that much, but I think he has like 12 points. Yeah. 
and he's just not missing shots. The shots he's taking, he's making. Yeah. You know? I, don't uh, know what, I don't know what his efficiency is. You got Tristan Thompson, who's who's quiet, but, I mean, he's got a handful of rebounds. and you know, yeah, Richard some... Jefferson has definitely made himself known in this game. Yeah. Um, Della little... Vadova has two minutes and three fouls. <laughs> you see Delhi working hard. I just don't know how effective he's been. Interesting observation. We still have not mentioned the name Kevin Love. Oh, yeah. I noticed that after we sat down, or maybe after we hit pause. And in this moment, we're talking about JR, we're talking about Kyrie, mentioned... we're talking about LeBron. And Kevin Love started the game. He, he was on the court when they started on the opening yes. tip, so he didn't come off the bench. And he's contributed. I mean, we've seen him work hard. We've seen him play some defense. You mm-hmm. know, we saw him attempt to play play a low post game, you know, try to back some guys down. And you can't and you can't say it's because Draymond is eating his lunch because no, I, it's not okay. So Andre Iguodala started yes in, in place of Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Iguodala played okay, but not not dominant. Mm-hmm. In fact, they've neutralized his defensive effect with with a pretty good screen and right? he had some pretty awful shots. Yeah, early on in the game, he tried to take Draymond's place <laughs> on the offensive side and looked very very poor. I yes. think he even shot an air ball one of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and something else is notable is uh, that that I, I noticed pretty early was Golden State's played way deep into their bench really early. They they had already played eleven players in the first quarter, which I'm not even sure why. I'm not sure what most spades McAdoo. Yeah, we we saw everyone, everybody. I, I don't know if there's a thirteenth guy that suited up, but it, I feel like we've seen the entire roster. Barbosa mm-hmm. came in. Uh, Spades played a lot of minutes in the second quarter, not really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played again. He worked hard like a lot of other guys, you know. He, but it, you know, he looked he looked a little bit sloppy, but he's most Spades. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think you get what you got, what you get. Right. Uh, but but I'm just surprised. I don't know what I don't know why it's necessary why Kerr's doing it, but he's but he's playing his entire team, he's and his it's roster. working. I mean, they put up sixty-one points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would. I don't know this. I'd like to see the stats, but sixty-one points a piece has got to be the highest scoring game of of the of the first five games, right? And I don't. I don't know, but I would I certainly. Would, yes, it has to be. That's to be. you know, we're looking at one hundred twenty-two to one hundred twenty-two at the end of this game. Yeah, I, if it goes, you know. I don't know what else to say other than we are get, we are getting a game like we're we're getting our money's worth on this one so far. And it's so fun. It it is fun. It is fun. And and my prediction so far has been absolutely wrong. Like I thought, I thought we'd see a pretty normal looking LeBron. We haven't. He's played huge. I thought, and and there were there were multiple points where Golden State got up to a six or seven point lead, but Cleveland came back. I don't think either. I think well even even Cleveland I thought got up to a four or five yeah, point, four game. Or five point lead. Um, so even they built a lead, uh, and now it's tied 61 all. And I mean, I predicted that at the halftime, we'd be talking about a six or eight point Golden State lead that the Splash Brothers would have gone off, that Cleveland would be kind of moping around, but they're not. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, we're getting everything they got. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as a, as the guy that's pulling for Golden State to, to close this out and win, win the whole thing, I mean, I'm a little nervous. I still think they're going to win. I think they're at home. They're at home. And, LeBron James still has to play four quarters. It certainly looks like he's going to. He's played two, which he normally doesn't get two consecutive quarters. Or at least the last couple games, he has not got two consecutive quarters. No, I have I have absolutely nothing negative to say about LeBron James. Hitting three-pointers, driving the lane, playing defense, getting rebounds. Yeah. He, looked, he looks like a man on a mission. Absolutely. He is he is doing LeBron. A couple of moments where he was whiny, sure. Like he has his moments. He gets 
My observation is he gets frustrated really easy. I just I just think he's a little bit emotionally weak. Tossed the ball up in the air. No, no, he didn't toss it. Like he hurled it. He when when, when he couldn't keep it in, in bounds and he got the backcourt violation. Like he hurled the ball like a big baby. So I just hate that part. But it, but it's not a big part. Like he's having a great night. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna nitpick. He really has a really terrific night. Uh, we saw Verjao, who continues to be one of the most annoying human beings to ever put on a basketball jersey at any level in any place <laughs> on this planet. Like, like I just can't stand that guy. Like, I hate, I hate, he's just a flat-out cheater. He's a flopper. Like, there's there's nothing redeeming or admirable right. about it. Like, the guy is just, I mean, fortunately, if you like Golden State, in the last game when he came out, he played these these oddly effective four minutes where where it seemed like it kind of turned around around that time. Tonight, he just looks like a clown. Like, mm-hmm. literally, he looks like a clown. Mm-hmm. He's acting like one. You know, he's... he's if you're saying his job is to go out there and, and create chaos and draw fouls, fine, whatever. But he's also he I think he's missed all of his free throws. No, he made one. He did make one. Yeah. He's like one for four. One whatever, for whatever, man. That, that guy's such a complete waste. He's he's one of my least favorite professional athletes on on the globe. Just can't stand the guy. Fair. I, I hate it. I wish he played for Cleveland. It would it would make him it would, whatever. It doesn't he matter. used to. All <laughs> right. So prediction second second half. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, I'll take it. Um, concerns: Steve Kerr, Luke Walton making adjustments and slowing the Cavs down. It does not look like Golden State is slowing down, or Cleveland has anything up their sleeve too slow. I mean, Clay Thompson is on freaking fire. He cannot miss. Steph Curry. I don't know how many points he has. He, he's not as on fire. But at any given moment, he can. We saw him throw that three during the timeout. He's, he's certainly it. in double digits, right? Like he probably yes. has twelve or fifteen yeah. or eighteen or whatever. I mean, yeah. So together, they're already at forty plus. You know that. So so there's there's concern there. The the coaching staff making the adjustments. But when I watch LeBron James do LeBron James and Kyrie is on fire, Jr. being aggressive, man, I I think this game goes down to the wire. Despite being in Golden State, and I, I'm calling it. I'm, I'm sticking with what I said. Cleveland one, by five. Cleveland by five. You said 110-105. I said 110. No, I said 115-110. I think that's what you said. Yeah, one, I, I think Cleveland potentially slows them down a little bit. Uh, but, man, I, it may be, even be higher scoring than that. I, I predicted 115-110. It may be closer to, you know, 120 125 to I mean it's it's going to be a high, it's cra- it's crazy how much they're scoring. What? But Cleveland wins wins by just a few. Unless there's fouls at the end it makes it go a little bit further, but I think it's a it's a steady 5-point game at the end of the at, towards the end of the fourth quarter. It's so interesting because you know, I was I was real I was a little bit down at the half at halftime of last game. And I thought, man, it's just going to go the way it's going to go, and Cleveland's going to win this game also. And then the second half was completely different than the first. Golden State dominated. You know, Stephen Thompson went off, and, and they won by 11. I think it was 11? I think so. No, yeah, somewhere in there. Whatever. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was, the first and second half were different, you know, dramatically different. And so I, I want to sit here and, and have kind of the same attitude, like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with everything you're saying, and and Cleveland's going to go off, and and anyway, I'm, 
So I, I don't know whether to predict that it's going to continue in the course that it's going or if it's going to take a dramatic turn. So if direction. it continues on course, it's tied. Are you are you thinking maybe overtime? No, think? no, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's so it's fairly rare for an NBA game to go to overtime. I don't know how many often it happens, but a percentage. But I, I don't think it's very common, especially in the postseason. It's the first it's the first time in the series where the two teams, you know, look look evenly matched. You know, where they're both bringing their A game. I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I hope, and I'm rooting for Golden State. So I suppose either way, if it stays, it stays on the course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that that, that Golden State has an, a narrow win. You know, our emailer says that if in a close game, Cle- Cleveland wins, which wasn't the case last game because it was close until the fouls at the end that Golden State pulled away a little more because of the free throws. He'd probably say his general, his general point prediction was was true because. Well, whatever. I'm not going to get into that, but yeah. So it really, really comes down to: Am I going to predict that it stays on course, or it takes a dramatic turn one way or the other? And, and man, it, it just it, it's hard. It's hard to say because it just feels like any outcome is possible, right? The way things are going, I, I get. I guess I'll predict a close game for Golden State. You know, I, I was picking a, a blowout. Now I get. Now I guess I'll say that Golden State wins by six or eight at the most. Okay. But they but they pull it out and it's over. Yeah, and I will make I I've watched and I, I want to make a note of this. This isn't an all star high scoring game. This isn't like hey teams are letting the other team score. I think this is each team's offensive players showing up despite good defense. Because we're not looking at it going wow this is this is extremely poor defense where they're giving up sixty one points and a half. We're just seeing I think extremely efficient superstar offense i would absolutely agree i think you're see. i think you're seeing great play on both ends of the court by yeah. both teams you're not seeing although, although the only thing that I would, I would say that's counter to that is that i think i heard him say that golden state does have 10 turnovers so so golden state's turning it over quite a bit but for the most part man the turnovers are aren't a huge problem they don't seem to be a huge problem Obviously, they're lighting it up, both teams on offense, and I, I really see them working hard and playing really great on the defensive end. So I, I 100% agree. I yeah. mean, both teams are hitting on all cylinders. I don't yeah. see a weak point in either game. It's just it's what, what who's what's going to win out, and yeah. that's why I guess I would say it's one of two things: either LeBron, you know, just imposes his will, which we haven't seen, and down the stretch at the end of games, he typically doesn't do, or home court is going to win, and a very very talented Golden State team that won the championship last year is going to get the job done tonight. So we'll just have to see what happens. One of those two is, one of those two is going to win out. Uh, let's watch the second half and we'll see what happens. Yep. And also, which we always like to do, I think we'll watch a few minutes at the halftime show just to see if the professionals are better than the amateurs. The professionals. All right, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you go, Travis. You got what you needed. You survived elimination. Yep. In a, Worst a game six. In a big, 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 big second half by Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start things off by saying what we saw more than anything was Golden State go ice cold. They went ice cold. They went from 47% shooting as a team, which at one point they are up to 54% shooting as a team. In the second half, they shot 27% as a team. Mm-hmm. You had a Clay Thompson who was... Absolutely on fire as much as any player we've seen. He didn't hit a single three-pointer. He was like two three-pointers away from setting a finals record for three-pointers as a player. 
Steph Curry finished with 26 points. Not good enough. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James both had 41 points. Which, by the way, is the first time that's ever happened in the NBA Finals. It's two, two teammates in the NBA Finals getting more than 40 points. Yep. You saw atrocious defense. Almost an absence of defense by, by Golden State. So a combination of terrible defense on one end and ice-cold shooting on the other end. Thus, we will have a game six. I, I would paint the picture a little different than uh, ice cold offense and atrocious defense. Okay. I, I would paint the picture as most noticeably incredible offense by LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, which you which you shared. I acknowledged. And and that is not due to atrocious defense. That's due to Iguodala not being able to do it all by himself. No Draymond Green. Uh, Golden State I mean, they tried, but they just did not have the force or the ability to shut Kyrie and... Well, okay. I mean, that's a good observation because Golden State had to go small to the point where Harrison Barnes was playing the five. Harrison Barnes was playing the center position. Right. Twice they brought in Virgil, who just clowned it up again. Yep. Just made a mess of things and did nothing good. I think he... He was he was unbelievably terrible from the free throw line. So even when he was able to generate fake fouls with his flopping and nonsense, he, he couldn't capitalize at the free throw line. He probably left six left six or eight points off the board because of it. Mm-hmm. So literally, Steve Kerr had nobody to go to for for his four and his five position. Like he like literally, I mean, it actually kind of made a difference for, for although Iguodala and Draymond Green aren't generally on the court at the same time. They are sometimes, but yeah, Kerr was missing some size tonight. Oh, oh, and we almost forgot Andrew Bogut. Bogut down so, and out. So he's, I mean, he's out. He's not coming back. Like that was. I hope he didn't have a tear, but he certainly badly injured his his knee. He's probably out for the series, if I had to guess. I haven't seen any reports on it, but they didn't even bring it up. Okay, so that's probably why they played such terrible defense is because Kerr lost all of his big men. Yeah, and the only ones he had left were were Verichow. That guy's ridiculous. Yeah, and Azili, but. I don't know. I don't know no. why they didn't go with his either. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember seeing. But anyway, really devastated at the at the big man position on Golden State side. So they just played. They had to go small. Barnes is playing the center position. That was a disaster. That did the, not work. In so their so favor. it's so it's easy for Tristan Thompson and, and LeBron and Kyrie. Like they just own the paint because there's nothing they could do about it. So here's what I noticed. Actually, now that I'm thinking about Cleveland's defense in the second half, what I what I did notice is that. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry weren't getting the separation that they were getting in the first in the first half. They were having shots. Their their screens were working perfectly. Uh, I think that's the adjustment Cleveland made is they fought through the picks and they and just weren't. They didn't give as as quick as Clay Thompson and Steph are. They did not give uh, them opportunity to just throw out the threes like they did in the first half. I just didn't see that. I saw them missing all kinds of open shots from all distances, and they weren't finishing at the rim. Even when they were getting to the paint, which they weren't doing nearly as effectively as Cleveland, they weren't finishing. Clay Thompson was six of eleven, <clears throat> six of eleven from behind three point line. But but That's... I don't but I don't think they contested the shots anymore. Maybe a little bit more, but not so much that the. I mean, you saw them miss open shots almost the entire second half. Like they really did go ice cold. I'm not saying Cleveland. Cleveland played better defense than Golden State did, but they also had a full roster. Like they had anybody they needed to go to. 
including Kevin Love, who had two points and three <laughs> rebounds the entire game. Like, that guy played the most meaningless minutes we've seen the entire series. Yes, meaning, meaningless minutes that led to King James, Kyrie, exerting their will, taking over, putting up 82 total points. Yeah, but we already talked about that. That was because, I mean, Golden State had no defenders left on the other end of the court. And and, and they just, they were missing wide open shots the entire second, I mean, the entire second half. Like, they couldn't hit anything. Anything. At home, Golden State gets well, it handed to them. No question. No question. I mean, I did point to it was either going to stay on course or something out of, out of left field was going to happen. That's kind of what happened. And, and I, the only thing you point to is, is there, well, I'm not, I was going to say the defense point again, but really, really, it's just that it's just that they just went cold. They went stone cold. Cleveland played a little bit better defense, but not enough to completely shut down the entire team. I mean, Curry, Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, Barnes. Every, and they still put up another 50 point. I mean, everybody, Cleveland's offense didn't slow down much. No, not at all. I, I, I think you saw that when they started building a, a, a sizable lead, I noticed that Cleveland tried to slow down the pace and, and use up some time, which they did effectively. Like, like there's nothing Golden State could do. They, they did slow down the pace. Mm-hmm. But then, when they needed to, they were making everything. They, they were, I mean, they were, they, it was working really well for them at both ends of the court. But may, and I think a huge part uh, was that Golden State was felt like. So, uh, whatever the reason, I mean, the game is the game. Mm-hmm. Was it sixteen? Was the final score sixteen? Fifteen. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was, it was big. So, uh, there, there will be a game six. And and I, I have to keep as, as excited as I am about this victory. We're still down three games to two. Going back to Cleveland, that's exciting. Uh, but man, we have we have to do. LeBron James and Kyrie have to do what no other team in the history of the NBA has ever done. That's right. And King James can do what no other man in history of the NBA has ever done. As as I pointed out, the overshadowing statistic over this entire situation is zero for thirty-two. It's never been done. And then they expanded on that a little bit further and pointed out that. Only two of the 32 have even forced a seven. Only two of the uh, in those 32 situations forced a game seven. And so, man, that's an enormous stat against you. Yeah. And all we really are is back exactly where we were this time last year, where they I don't remember what the game count was. Were they up three one and then Cleveland survived? No, no, Cleveland went up two one. And then Golden State won two games in a row. Well, either way, they won it on Cleveland's floor because I'm pretty sure Golden State at home. Advantage last year. Cleveland went up 2-1, and then Golden State won three in a row to end it. But they, but they won in Cleveland. Yes. So that means so that's part of my point is that it's it's a three-two game, a three-two series. Hey, one game at a time, maybe one game at a time. I mean that that's the only way they're going to win the series is yes is is to do something that's never been never happened before. And they, they're going to try to do on Thursday night something that's only happened twice before. So, man, um, I, was, I was very, very, very confident that Golden State was going to finish them off. I thought that, you know, I thought LeBron would look pretty pedestrian and uh, they, they'd wilt on the road. They didn't do that. They played an enormous game from beginning to end. They played a huge, huge game and got the job done and uh, prevented themselves from getting eliminated. So, yeah, good, good for them. They're going to survive one more, at least one more game. Gravity Beard Nation, Podcast Nation, 
King James who reigns again. <laughs> this is the Gravity Bird Podcast. This is episode eight. This is episode five. Five of the of the meat bet. So in a way, you survived elimination as well because I almost earned my my double or nothing my four steak dinners tonight. I really thought it was going to happen. It didn't. So we don't have a conclusion to this to this drama. We've got uh, one more chance on Thursday for me to earn the steak dinners from you on our double or nothing bet, and we'll just see what happens. Boom, baby! Thanks a lot for listening. I thought we were going to be done with our with our NBA final special edition podcast series tonight. That is not the case. We'll get at least one more NBA Finals game and one more Gravity Beard Meat Bed podcast episode. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Adios.